the experience of others and share them, even though the experience is not our own. In addition to this sympathetic form of knowledge that compassion involves, the second characteristic I think it involves is that it is an enduring disposition. Compassion, as we're talking about it here, is not a now and then kind of thing in relation to isolated events. It's not a passing feeling of pity, as I said before. It's a way of seeing the world and responding to it. The beauty and the suffering of our environment constantly impinge upon our consciousness. What do we do with that? Do we ignore it? Do we let it in? Do we let it in in an apathetic way, or do we let it in in such a way that we can respond? As an enduring disposition, compassion is almost in that medieval char uh, characteristic of a virtue or a habit, a habitus, some characteristic way that we continuously engage the world. It orients us in a in an attitude of care for others and for their suffering, most basically. Compassion as an enduring disposition, I might say, colors our consciousness so that when we hear information, when we hear ideas, when we hear the news, when we meet friends, when we respond to strangers, all of this is coming out of an enduring attitude of entering into what they are experiencing and responding in such a way as to lift the pain. So it's an ongoing perceptiveness about suffering in the world that galvanizes an ongoing willingness to resist it. In this sense then, number three, compassion is a form of love. In a few minutes, we'll be talking about divine compassion. And it's typical in Christian faith to say God is love. But what kind of love? <clears throat> compassion is a form of love in which we don't simply delight in the other. We do that. Desire and appreciate the other. Enjoy the others. But because the world is tragic and laced with suffering, compassion as a form of love rises up to protect what one loves, to help it, to struggle with it through the pain. Standing out in our memories, I think, is the courageous example of the mothers of the disappeared in Argentina during the 1970s Civil War, the mothers of the Plaza de Mayo. One such woman wrote, every morning when I wake up, I think about my sons and about what I can do to take them from wherever they are. It is as if lions grew inside of me, and I am not afraid. This is compassion as a form of love, sympathetic knowledge and enduring disposition, but then a willingness to love in such a way that one can transform the situation of the beloved. Compassion, then, <clears throat> does not just stand outside of the suffering person, wringing our hands in some sort of sympathy. And it doesn't peer down on the victim and demand a stoicism that denies their pain. But it begins where the sufferer is, in the grief, 
in the despair, in the shame and the hopelessness, turns toward this experience, enters into it, and sees it through the sufferer's own eyes, is with the sufferer in her pain, sees it and feels it as she experiences it. This then becomes the presence of love that becomes balm to a wounded spirit. A relationship of shared sympathetic suffering mediates consolation, mediates respect, and empowers the people who are suffering themselves to bear the pain, resist the humiliation, and overcome whatever forces are diminishing them. In a nutshell, as a form of love, compassion participates in suffering. You see, that's why it's so courageous. And thereby mediates courage and dignity